0: The Hand of Brass Episode 13 Family Qualms Three tetzelvipers surrounded Brannock, baring their jagged fangs. One slithered quickly toward him and reared back to strike, but was interrupted by the young orc Desmond, who leapt from the shadows onto the beast. Brannock drew his sword and swung wide at the Tatsa Viper behind him, causing it to flinch and recoil. Desmond held on tightly as his serpent tried to shake him off. Its slithering companion attempted to bite Desmond's exposed back, but missed, biting into its grappled friend, causing it to hiss in pain blue blood oozed from the bite. Furious at this apparent betrayal, the grappled monstrosity ignored the orc on its back and attacked its ally in a bout of revenge. The snakes swirled around each other, assaulting one another with such ferocity that Desmond was thrown clear of the fray, and he crashed, stunned into a nearby tree. Meanwhile, the viper attacking Brannock lashed out quick as lightning, biting him hard in the shoulder. Brannock thrust out his sword into the beast's neck, causing it to release its maw and retreat. Brannock's sword firmly lodged in the creature's neck was yanked from his grasp. Now was the time to run. This way, Desmond! Brannock and Desmond fled through the woods with only moonlight beaming through the branches to light the way. They continued zigzagging through trees and brush until they were as far away as possible. After a while, their legs ached and lungs burned as their pace began to slow.
1: Sir Brannock, you're bleeding.
0: I'll... I'll be fine. We have to keep moving. We are close to the edge of the woods and we. Ah! Brannock stumbled and fell. The adrenaline had worn off. He was more injured than he'd thought.
1: Here, let me help you. Desmond
0: helped Brannock up, and supporting him, they walked.
1: One step at a time. See those lights, Sir Brannock? That's the capital. We're going to make it. Sir Brannock?
2: It is good to see you again, Miss Lemayne.
0: Your family awaits you in the dining room. Celine nodded and continued through the halls. It had been many years since she last stepped foot in this house, although calling it a house would be an understatement. It was more like a small castle.
3: Just breathe, Celine. Just breathe.
0: A servant opened the door into the dining room to reveal a long table decorated with fine silver goblets and dining ware. Above the table was a shining gold chandelier with dozens of freshly lit candles. Celine's gaze fixed on the portraits upon the walls, each one displayed a head of the family from a previous generation. One in particular always caught Celine's attention her great great grandfather, Gillian Lemayne, whose sour and disapproving glare always unnerved her. It was as if he was there in the room, judging her every action. Seated at the head of the table was an elven man with a long, somber face and tied back silver hair. To his left was an elder elven woman with a penetrating stare. To his right sat two other elven ladies, both in their early twenties.
2: Ah, welcome, Celine. Sit down.
0: Celine's blood ran cold. Her heart raced. The sting of judgment in her mother's voice still carried weight, even after all these years. Celine's voice was caught in her throat. She merely curtsied and seated herself. Her father said nothing. In fact, he did not even look at her. The dining commenced as servants brought in platters of fine cheeses and fruits.
2: So, you're a Berenian diplomat now, are you? Yes, so it would, um, seem. Stop stammering, girl. It's unbecoming of a woman of your position. I'd have thought you would have outgrown that by now.
0: The eldest of Celine's sisters put her goblet to her lips and smiled smugly.
2: Did you
3: stop your hopeless pursuit of magic and come to your senses, Celine? Better late than never, I suppose. I, um... Oh, stop it, Grace. Don't listen to her, Celine. There is no shame in a career change. Besides, I haven't heard from you in years. You stopped writing. How are things? How has Decius been? I miss hearing about him. The way you describe him in your letters. He seems like the brother we never had. Well, what are the draconians? Unlike our sister, I have always been yearning to hear what you've learned. Decius?
2: He's, um... He's doing just fine. Um, Enough, Millicent. I will not have talk of this magic nonsense in my house. We already had to endure years of Selene living in a fantasy world. The girl has clearly come to her senses and is now on a more proper path. Even if it is in questionable company. How do you mean, Mother? My dear, you're a Berenian diplomat now. That backwater nation is filled with filthy barbaric orcs. The fact that they can even govern themselves to some semblance of civilization astounds me.
3: They, They are very noble and wonderful people. Do you not remember when we went on a diplomatic excursion with father? When Grace and I were children? Millicent was not yet born, but
2: I remember- Oh yes, of course. How could I forget that exquisite time of poor food and even poorer company? Need I remind you how Leontes turned out in the end? Live like a dog, die like a dog.
3: At least two of your daughters turned out in accordance to our breeding. Unlike this orc lover here. You don't understand. See, King Leontes- No. I'm not catering to arrogance.
2: I beg your pardon?
0: Celine surprised herself. Did she just stand up to her mother?
3: You heard me. I'm not catering to an elitist bigot. How dare you say such things in my house? Every day of my life, I have dealt with your constant judgment and grooming. You couldn't handle the fact that I wanted nothing to do with your life of nobility and that you couldn't control me. I wished to find my own way in life away from you and
2: all that you stood for. Oh, of course. You wanted to play make-believe with the draconians. Surely that must have paid off, seeing as you're now in politics. I trained for years,
3: and for your information, I became very skilled in my craft. Well then, how about you cast us a
2: spell of some kind? Conjure some kind of toad, or or better yet, turn one of the servants into a ferret or something?
0: Celine's fists clenched. She wanted nothing more than to shoot a blast of concussive wave at her mother, send her flying into the wall and out of her life forever. The runes on her hands began to burn. She felt magical energies within her sharply building. Her breathing became heavy. She suddenly became acutely aware of everything around her. She felt suffocated. Everything enraged and terrified her. She was losing control again. Selene got up and left the dining hall, all while her father sat there saying and doing nothing.
2: You're nothing but a disgrace to the LaMaine name, Celine. You always have been.
0: Celine stood in the courtyard, steadying her breath. She looked about the gardens and reflected. She'd had some good times in this household, at least during the times when her mother was elsewhere and not constantly breathing down her neck. She and Millicent got on very well, but Grace was always much like their mother. She was grateful for her younger sister, if not for Millicent, she felt she might not have been able to weather two iterations of her mother alone. Celine looked up from her daydream to see her father standing across from her.
1: Father? Celine. I'm sorry.
0: Celine stood stunned.
1: Never had she heard her father apologize for anything. The reason I wanted you here was to apologize for everything we have put you through, the lack of support and understanding. When you left that night, I was furious. You were to be part of this family, marry a wealthy man of high esteem, and maintain our position in Elvidia. Your leaving compromised everything the Lamains had built so meticulously. In an instant we became vulnerable to collapse, or so I believed. Not a day goes by when I do not think of you. I tried to write to you, but I received no letters back. I do not blame you. I am sure you burned every letter I sent. When you first expressed your intention of going to the Draconians to study, I cast you out in such a fashion that was completely undeserved. I was never there for you when I should have been. I have come to realize that the pursuit of the arts and knowledge can empower the youth that we marginalize, and finding your own destiny is far more important than following an unfit path that was thrust upon you. I was wrong."
0: Celine said nothing.
1: I know what you seek from King Francis. I do not believe you will get what you seek. The king is very different from his predecessor. (laughs) How I wish his brother Arthur had been born first. He is more suited to rule this nation.
3: I appreciate the warning, father.
1: Selene began to walk away,
0: but after a few steps stopped.
3: Before I go, I acknowledge your apology and see that you have seen the error you and mother have made. But it will take a long while before I am ready to accept it. We've all made mistakes that we wish to atone for, but it will take more than just a simple apology. Farewell, Father. I honestly hope we meet again under better circumstances. Until that time, I am not your daughter. I am Ambassador Lomain of Berenia. If you wish to address your future letters as such, I may be willing to accept them. Good evening, High Chancellor.
0: Your Highness, it would seem the merchants wish to raise the price of their grain. Again? What is their reasoning this time? It would seem that they feel it's
1: warranted due to the increase in demand.
3: Ah, well you can tell the merchants they will do no such thing. This is a time of war and we will not tolerate them taking advantage of those already sacrificing so much to keep these borders safe.
0: Of course, Your Highness. I love it when you do that. Do what? When you're decisive and assertive.
3: Well, it's what you married me for.
2: I would have no other by my side. I love you. I love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Right. Counselor,
0: you are dismissed. The throne room door burst open, revealing a wounded Brannock leaning heavily on Desmond. Brannock! What happened? You're wounded! Cromwell, Alamindia is on our doorstep.
1: Hey there, thanks for listening. If you really enjoyed what you heard, leave a rate and review, and keep up to date with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Hand of Brass. And if you want to support us further, check out our Patreon. You can get exclusive access to bonus footage, behind the scenes, interviews, and more. Thanks again for listening.